Welcome to Matt Hoss Talks to People He Likes. Hi, welcome to the stream, everyone. Uh, if you haven't guessed already, my name is Matt Hoss, and, uh, and this is my live podcast. It's my first ever live podcast, and thank you so much for joining. Um, so this is uh, part of the Bradford Fringe Festival, which is very, very cool, and we'll be talking more about Bradford very soon. Uh, and all our shows are digital as well. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is uh, very exciting. Um, if you haven't heard this podcast before, don't worry. Um, not many people have, in all fairness. Um, but what we do in this is that uh, in the next hour, I'm going to be talking to two amazing Northern comedians, and they're going to have, we're going to have some laughs, we're going to have some banter, and um, we're going to ask some silly questions as well. And because uh, it's a live event, uh, we meant to do this live. Obviously, I'm not sure if you've seen, but there's a pandemic going on at the moment. Uh, so we will be doing... Uh, we usually get people to ask questions and what we want from you today is that if you have any questions for our great comedians please leave a comment um, from whatever you're watching and uh, someone from the Bradford Fringe will pick it up so uh, yeah leave some comments uh, say hello it'd be great to have your input as well and uh, so it's not just me interviewing but uh, and if you in case you don't know any more than that we uh, I'm gonna just be chatting really uh, it's very silly it's very light-hearted and we're gonna have a nice time uh, but beyond that, though, uh, the, the whole of the Bradford Fringe Festival is completely free. So if you like what we're going to do tonight, uh, you can donate as well. And that goes towards the artists. And we all uh, essentially, the more you donate, the, the easier it is for us. And, the, um, and it's all volunteer led. So, you know, uh, help us out at the moment. Uh, and yeah, so without further ado, I think let's get started because we have a we got a, a whole hour to entertain you, and uh, we we got a, a lot of a lot of laughs to stick in. So without further ado, I think we should welcome on my first and most wonderful guest. He is the most lovely man from Hull, but that's not a high bar to reach. It's Mr. Jed Salisbury. Hello, Jed. Hi, pal. You all right? Hi. Was that a good introduction? Was that all that right? Was, I mean, it was a fair one. <laughs> <laughs> Your good news host. is uh, your sales in Hull are going to go like, skyrocketed. <laughs> Bad news is you only get one gig. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, that's it's a bit of a bit of a shame. But never never mind. How 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 are you doing today, Dred? Um, you know I'm doing all right. I got a little soaked in the rain a little earlier, but you know I don't like dampen my spirits. Well, well uh, you, you, may I say you're looking very majestic tonight, Jed. You look like uh, kind of you have like a a, a lion's mane. You know what it is, Matt? I'll be honest with you. I found this new hair. Like, I, I'm new to long hair, right? Like, this is the first time I've ever grown my hair long. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning secrets that I never knew existed because, I mean, you have short hair, you shower, and you use wet look hair gel. It's all you need in your life. Yeah. With long hair, like, like uh, these hair masks now that you put on. And, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I'm discovering a whole new world of hair care. Um, uh, to, to us, I, I'm kind of surprised it's not the first time, like, this is your first time doing it, because you kind of look like a, a, a kind of messiah figure, you know, like, uh, I would worship at the Church of Jed. Yeah, I got a fat Jesus look, that's what I was, this is strong, <laughs> you know what I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> yeah. we're going to need a thicker cross. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, welcome to the podcast, Jed, Thank already, you for having me, man. 
so uh, yeah, we well, well uh, we have a uh, lot to chat about. I've got some personalized questions. I've also got some uh, trademark questions, which I read from my book. Uh, but I just want to let's 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 double click onto you, uh, who you are a little bit. And you work for the Hall Comedy Festival, don't you? I I'm the director of the Hall Comedy Festival. Yes. Well, to be honest, I I I, I, I looked on the website. It's a curated slash co-director. I was like, okay, that I I wasn't. It was too vague, so I didn't know how to input. It. I, uh, well, I'm I'm the director and the my partner Gary, uh, um, business partner Gary. He's the creative director. Yes. So he he basically comes up with wonderful ideas, and I go, yeah, let's do that, or no, let's not do that. Okay, that's cool. And how long have you been doing that for? Oh, uh, oh, um, three years in charge now. Yeah. So it's like it's 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 crazy, man. Because I am the least organized person I've ever met. <laughs> uh, honestly, Gary sorts it all, and I, yeah. I, I my job, Gary manages the whole festival, and my job is to mar- manage Gary. Yeah. Otherwise he's like, let's do all these gigs in a hot air balloon. I'm like, no, let's 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 just do it on land. Well, uh, that's that's my turf, by the way. Keep off the hot air balloon gigs. That's why my horse is, is designated my horse line. The thing is, if you get heckled in a hot air balloon, it's very because <laughs> they're very close to you, and there's nothing sadder than having to like deflate the air to let them out. Um, yeah, imagine a gong show like <laughs> from a hot air balloon. If you don't like them, off they go. <laughs> yeah, one of them where you're like, "Can I go on last?" Because we've got the right altitude to. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, you know, there's something to work with there, and uh, yeah, um, but yeah, so what made you think that, uh, what made you, especially if you're not that organized, what made you want to do a comedy festival? Why is it important to do a whole comedy festival? Um, well, the thing is, man, I've been, like, my first gig was in the whole comedy festival uh, 10 years ago, and, like, I, I didn't know about the comedy scene, like, I, I, I was so stupid getting into the comedy scene that it took me three years to even work out how to apply for a gig. <laughs> <laughs> but a very slow three years as well. Yeah, it was one of them. Like, I did a gig and then I was just like, occasionally, like, someone would be like, oh, my friend's dog's uncle did a comedy show here. Maybe you should do one. I'd be like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've done that gig. Pretty, uh, friend's dog uncle. Smashing yeah. gig. Yeah. I it. mean, you know what? He, he covers petrol. It's <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, so like it was a weird one and then like I started doing ticket sales like I just worked helping out the festival mm-hmm. uh, and then eventually like worked my way up to director because uh, the, the, the current director was like look I want to pass this on to you I think you've got a good like I think one year I programmed 44 shows um, yeah. and he was like dude you're pretty much doing the festival anyway and I was like yeah but I'm not I'm not in charge like <laughs> I always think I'll do all these things, but I always like someone else to pass the blame to. <laughs> if it all goes messed up, I'll be like, well, I'm not the boss, so... Well, why, why do you think I'm doing this show on the Bradford Fringe Festival? <laughs> like, I could have easily done it myself, but I'm like, hey, you know, I, yeah. I know who to blame. Yeah, that's so... Uh, and now I'm the guy to blame, so yeah. that's scary. Well, I've got some complaints. We've got uh, already got like uh, tons of Facebook comments, and there's just there's just proper slacking you off, mate. I'm really that's, sorry, mate. That's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> I apologise to anyone that has to work for me. Yeah. Um, so um, yeah. Well, we're talking about the Bradford Fringe, uh, and since we are doing this Fringe Festival, have you ever been to Bradford? It's a big question. I had the worst Valentine's Day gig in Bradford. 
<laughs> this is the content we wanted. Hello. Bring it. Tell oh, us more. This, this gig was crazy. So it was an anti-Valentine's Day gig. So it's for the people that were single uh, for Valentine's yeah. Day in Bradford. And guess what? I was single. So there's like, come do the gig. And I was headlining, right? Um, and I got there with the opening act. And the first thing someone asked is, do, would you like some heroin? Because I, was, I just played and said, look, do I look like the type of guy that does heroin? And they're like... <laughs> it's 50-50. To be honest, yeah. I, that was my next question, to be honest, Jed. Like, I was like, do you, do you, A, want heroin? And B, are you the type of person who do do heroin? No, no to both. No to... Like, I watched Trainspotting very soon. <laughs> I realised... Like, I didn't get much about the film, but I realised heroin's bad. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the only moral from that film as yeah. well. Like heroin is, you know, not the drug of choice. You know what I mean? Work your way up to it. You know what I mean? You don't want to jump in the deep end. And then um, there's the night. It was one of them. It felt it felt like a movie because as the night continued and progressed, we found out more about the place and more. Like it was like a movie because they kept revealing certain stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was. Uh, then we found out it operated. It was in a bar. That was next to where the crossbow killer operated. <laughs> uh, anyone fans of the crossbow killer, get in touch, uh, please. Yeah. Uh, anyone know them? Please contact the police, I guess. And then the compare's tyres got slashed. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know what? I um, I I I always had a gig in Bradford. I wasn't sure when when to tell a story, but uh, this is. I think this is the most eight like the most. It, a lot of people think comedy and their comedians' lifestyles are quite grandiose, uh, um, is and they think it's something that really uh, grand. But uh, let me tell you, it is not as well. And we we have quite grim lives. Like we just oh, yeah. drive from service like, station to service station. It looks oh, your career is going well, and I'm like, it looks nice on Facebook. Yeah, and that that's the thing that's all important. Get get posted on Instagram, bam, looking good. Thank you. Uh, but with the, but this this tale I had from Bradford is the most quintessential uh, like like gig experience I, I can never sum it up. And what it is was I uh, I was booked to do a, a middle. So that's um for uh, let's go on the professional lineup and do a middle. Uh, and I was booked last minute. That's because I was booked on availability and I was quite close to the gig. So I uh, and not on skill. I wanted to emphasize as well, that's but how like. <laughs> Yeah, that's literally, honestly, during that drive down, I was like, you know what, I, uh, I was booked for this because uh, uh, just just available. <laughs> that's what I, and that's how I, that's, I wore my way up very slowly. Um, and the, uh, yeah, and I got there. The gig was cancelled because no one turned up. Uh, one act was slightly transphobic. And then I drove another act home. So, uh, and then on the, I got paid 30 quid still. I was like, yes, get in. But on the way home, I got, uh, I got a, a traffic. Uh, I got a traffic. I, 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 I went into a bus lane by accident and it, it charged me 30 pounds. So the 30 pounds I got for the gig just went instantly out the window. So. The, the irony though, if they'd booked you in advance and put you on posters, that place would have sold out. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've been saying to Neil Jolly, but you just wouldn't listen to me well here's the thing right I, so i finally right after this gig someone coming halfway through the gig uh the second break was interrupted by someone coming in and selling illegal cigarettes right <laughs> and i was like that's it right all the crazy is out the way now i'll just go on jedline get off get up yeah. <laughs> you know what happens this guy was so drunk or maybe on heroin between my set that he got up and didn't listen to what i said got on stage next to me pulled his trackies down, tucked his tail between his leg, and then was like, look at my mangina. And then oh, turned around and went, this is the bulldog. And I was like, I've got nothing funnier. Yeah, that, 
and that's, that's how we topic. i was like that's it and that's obviously how we met jed as well yeah, we've, was, we've been going stronger since you know yeah and uh, yeah but like you know what when you, we do that happens more regularly at gigs than you might care to think of as well like, because like a lot of people think they get drunk and think oh i'm definitely really funny i'm funnier than the people who spent time crafting jokes for example. yeah uh, and yeah it's always quite um yeah, uh, yeah. It's always like, oh, Jesus. And I've definitely done those gigs as well, where like just unlimited crazy happens as well. But in all fairness, it's usually my doing. So uh, they're, they're the favorite stories to tell, though, because yeah. if you're in a green room, you want to hear stories like the Bradford one. You don't want to be like, so I did a tight twenty, smash it, three board breaks. Uh, the promoter's booking me. It's a progression. Nice paid work, steady. Like, oh, no, right. thank you. Uh, yeah. Tell us about the time you bombed and cried in your car. Tell us about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've uh, done plenty of them. Um, but uh, also, um, Sophie P says, you had a classic Bradford experience, which I think applies to both of our gigs, really. So, uh, we've seen uh, Bradford, we've done it. <laughs> yeah, we, we smashed it, tick. Um, um, but yeah, uh, also, um, talking about weird gigs, uh, one of the usual questions I, I ask in my blue book uh, is that, um, what is the strangest heckle you've ever had? Oh, you see, my, most of my heckles, I had, I'm, I'm quite... I'm quite nice like so people yeah. just heckle like I, I never get mean heckles or like uh, they're usually just lads who think I'm one of them yeah. or older women tend to heckle which is no one else gets heckled by them but older women often heckle me with support because like <laughs> I'm quite a self-deprecating comedian yeah I feel like the mums in the audience are like oh leave yourself alone come on we'll go get some chips <laughs> But that's good. That's a nice, uh, like, because I know exactly what you mean. Because um, I always find the term heckle is always quite weird. Because heckle, people always assume it's quite aggressive and malicious. And I've only really had one or two of those in my whole time of being a comedian. But supportive, like, comments uh, and that, uh, yeah, kind of a heckle isn't necessarily a negative thing. Although it's, it depends how you deal with it. As it well. can be real, you worse than a mean heckle. Yeah. You can hit back at a mean heckle. Yeah. Uh, which is also my favorite thing if you're watching newer acts or those that I as experience because when they get heckled no matter if it's mean or nice they'll go for the jugular yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh my oh god I, I remember one yeah one crowd in newcastle where i know from my character the compad i i can't repeat you what they said but uh they screamed full uh, all expletives in this young man's face and he just he was just talking a little bit i mean like yeah and uh, yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I, um, so, but do you have anything that comes into mind in terms of uh, any strange heckles, anything that stands out? My last heckle, this is a weird one. Yeah. So my last heckle was from a porn star. Oh my God. <laughs> she was in the audience and she's, um, it's, a, it's a weird one to start with, but this is what happens when you invite Jed Salisbury on your show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Here's how I knew she was a porn star, right? It's because she follows me on Twitter and she's from Hull. So like... Like, she's, she was, like, semi-fit. Like, you're like, oh, that's yeah. from home. Right? So, but she was in the audience, and I did something, and she heckled, you're doing great, babe. Yeah. And I said, thank you, but if I wanted support from a much older woman, I'd just text my mum. <laughs> and that must have done something to her, because throughout the break, she just came and like was seeking my approval she's like you don't really think i'm old enough to be your mum though do you and i was like no you're you're, you're no older than 30 and then she followed me 
uh, to the nightclub afterwards and she licked my neck and I don't know if it's linked or not, but I had an anxiety attack and had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, what a story. Uh, I mean, like, uh, um, I wish I had a porn star come to my gig. I mean, I, to be honest, I think it'd be exactly the same what just happened to you on this. But uh, what you, man? What, what, what's the weirdest heckle you've got? <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I think the kind of comedian I am, and some people who are watching this room have seen me perform live before. Also, Rachel Brock says, hello. Hi, Rachel. I hope you're doing good. Um, um, that, like, she was like... Yeah. <laughs> and Andy Davis. <laughs> what was that? Sorry? <laughs> just Rachel. I don't care. He's talking to someone else. Just hi, Matt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, hi, Matt. Fuck you, Jed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hello, Andy Davis as well. Pleasure to have uh, the, the Matt clan in. Not Matt clan, that sounds very white supremacist. Sorry. Uh, uh, no, uh, just Matt friends. That'd be Matt, nice. The Matt clan, I don't even think it sounds racist. It sounds exactly like a white middle fat boy that got into hip hop when he was 14. Have you, have you spoken to me before? That's very much my, my vibe. The uh, Fox clan ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> Um, one time I, uh, I I went around saying, yeah, I'm NWA, and I didn't realise what the end was for, because I thought it was nice guys with attitude, but no, uh, that's, uh, that's not what it means, nope, not. <laughs> not appropriate, and uh, uh, yeah, but um, yeah, um, so I, I think, uh, Jad, is it okay if I ask you some, uh, some uh, uh, general podcast questions now? Oh yeah, yeah, you go. Okay, so what is the, your least favourite milkshake flavour? Ooh, strawberry. A white strawberry. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, I, I, I just, I, it's my least favorite. Like, uh, I mean, I could share, like, like, given, like, the choice is usually like vanilla, chocolate, banana, and strawberry. Mm-hmm. Strawberry's got go for me. Okay, uh, that's that's. You know, I, I thought we we could be friends, but I'm not sure if we can be after that. Um, okay, this to, to be honest, I don't know why I'm starting with the weird questions, but uh, here, here we are. It's, it's, was it sorry? Is your favourite strawberry? Oh, I, you know what? I haven't had a milkshake. I don't know why I'm complaining to us. I think I think strawberry might be, you but I think he's a banana man. Oh no, I'm I'm not a banana man. That's that's rude. You you take that back, Jed. That's not I'm fair. That's... <laughs> okay. Um, this is one of my favourites, but it's very not well received. But uh, this, uh, we're going to try it. Which is your favourite Armitage? Is it Simon Armitage, Richard Armitage, or Armitage Shanks? Um. It is the dude who played um, Guy Gisborne in the Robin Hood TV series, who was meant to be like the next Doctor Who. So Richard Armitage. Oh, was it, did Richard Armitage do that? Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> well, I, I didn't know that, but that's, uh, yeah, Richard Armitage, winner. Also, um, uh, Rachel Brock replied to you, Jed, said, sorry, Jed, but as an older woman, I was scared to say hello, which is very oh, funny. That's, that's, that's very good. Bad now. Yeah. I, I get it. I'm from Hull and I'm from a council estate. So often I, I can seem quite menacing, especially when I'm with my gang. Yeah. And ladies sometimes cross the road and you don't have to. I'm genuinely sweet. I'll just chat to you and Vera. And on top of that, Andy says, um, Matt Clan works for me, which, uh, yeah, uh, let's, not, let's, let's not spread that term around, please. It's, yeah, I don't think it's... The statue will be getting pulled down. <laughs> the Matt House statue. Yeah, it just it may be looking awkwardly. Oh, can I Eric's guidance is going to get ruined. <laughs> oh, I'm, you're going to get cancelled very fast. Um, okay, uh, here's a Corona special for you, Jed. Um, if you had to live with three other comedians during lockdown, famous or not, dead or alive, which three would you pick? Oh, 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 uh, I'm going to have to say um, Andrew Wilston because he's my best friend. 
Yes, and uh, he's um, he's um, a brilliant whole comedian, and uh, he probably won't admit that, but he's uh, an absolute gem. As well. You know what? He, he he's the if any comedians annoyed me the most in life, it's just him by existing, <laughs> right? Which sounds horrible, but he's so talented as a comedian, but doesn't believe in himself, and also doesn't work hard enough. Like like a bit of me is just like you don't. <laughs> You could be the voice or the songbird of this generation with comedy, but also you cannot be bothered. And that annoys me more because I try so hard and I'm like, you have way more talent. Well, that was uh, both a compliment and a dig and I loved it as well. I tell uh, him all the time and he does it. <laughs> Obviously, you and Andy are very close. You do uh, comedians on a couch as well. Right. Yeah, we used to uh, we we used to do that. I think I, I I pulled out of that recently, but yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't and, uh, know. It's fine. Andy does comedians on the couch. It's about comedians on a couch talking rubbish. <laughs> yeah, check um, it out. So, which of the two comedians would you have uh, in your lockdown? Um, probably Louis C.K. Oh my god! Uh, what, what what what? Because like, if I forget to do the pots, <laughs> not an issue. Yeah, don't like, leave. Yeah. He's like, Jade, you forgot to do the pots again. I'm like, well, did you see what Louis did? <laughs> yeah? I might have forgotten to do the pots, but at least we can sit on the sofa. Like, that is... Uh, oh my... <laughs> well, you know what? Like, I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's... I think that's the only acceptable way to have Lucy K in your house. But yeah, fair enough. As a scapegoat, a terminal scapegoat. That's yeah. Like, you <laughs> I could leave anything around. Like, yeah. you, you're not the worst housemate, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Just find a fault as well. And uh, uh, have you got the last one? Or? Ooh, uh, who would I choose as the last one? Because so far, it's quite a depressing house. Andy Wilson and Louis C.K. I think that's... Because that, that, in, in lockdown's hard for people. And I think, uh, you know, for 12 weeks with Louis C.K., I don't think that's uh, going to be the best, uh, best course of action. But he, maybe the last one can save it. This guy, like, I don't even, I'm not even a massive fan of his comedy, but I watched the documentary series and I just loved his hustle. Kevin Hart, can I go with Kevin Hart? Yeah, that's a great show, actually. Yeah. Like, he, also, he's got a good energy and good vibe, so he wakes up every day. But if anything, I'm going to leave that house as a better comedian. Yeah, and I think that uh, Kevin Hart's the one who's telling you to do the dishes as well. Like, yeah. I, I think he could be quite peppy and be like, "All right, come on, get, come on, let's yeah. get going." Like he's gonna motivate you. He'd be like, Jed, you need to write some jokes today because, and like they get together and they do chants. He's got an entourage of twelve people as well, and I'm like, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you know, it's like keep your social distancing from uh, the twelve entourage. But yes, um, but yeah, uh, what, when you were being on stage, what's the most mundane thing you've ever thought about? I often uh, like going to a 24-hour Tesco after gigs. Oh, really? And I'm like, I hope the Yumus has got yellow stickers. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most true comedian thought. Because so, like, a lot of people think that you just, that you, just it's, you are in the moment, but also you are thinking, oh, how do I get back? Oh, what's the best way to get home as well? But you're always thinking about Tesco Express as well. Yeah, right? you, you just like, let me, yellow stickers are life when you're on the road. Because it's, it's the difference between, you know, Having two sandwiches or having one is a <laughs> Yeah. Um, this is a good question, which uh, uh, I just thought of now. What's your best like service station deal? Because one time uh, on the way back, uh, I was at Weatherby service station. Shout out to Weatherby, yeah. And uh, and uh, I went to uh, I went to KFC to get a vegan burger. But they'd just been released earlier this year, and I got it. And uh, the lady was like, "Do you want do you want a couple of free corn on the cobs? Because we're about to shut." I got two free corn on the cobs. Mmm, breaking money. 
I once uh, I had a similar experience. I hit a chippy. I was gigging near the seaside. I hit a chippy. Um, I think I'd opened and I was just going to go get the last train. Uh, mm. and, and so I was, and he was just like, mate, do you want, like, this is just going to go in the bin. So like, I ordered some chips and he was like, do you want some fish? Do you want some sausage? And I was just like, yeah, all right. And sometimes that's the secret. Like uh, the chicken shop near my house, um, often I'd get home just as it was closing. But they knew I had dogs, so they'd be like, look, dude, take this chicken for you and your dogs. So it's just me and my dog sharing some chicken. Oh, that's lovely. That's a great... Um, so, yeah, I think... Uh, um, I, just before... We're going to have a mystery... I uh, say mystery guess. Uh, we're going to have someone uh, asking you some questions in a second. And if you have any other uh, questions for Jed, please get your questions in right now. We'll answer them in a second. But uh, can you talk a little bit about who you call in fact? Because that's... Um, you, you were on that TV show, weren't you? Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Yeah, so I did a, a, a BBC Two TV show that it, it, it really blew up. Like I think it was like it got extended for a year yeah. on iPlayer. It's still on there now, and it was uh, basically going into a house uh, with nine other people who were all fat, but there were some body positive people. There were some health conscious people. There's one guy that had bariatric surgery. There was one guy with diabetes who just put into remission, mm-hmm. um, and it was like such a like kind of life-changing experience as well because it made me think a lot like it made me a lot more like realizing my position of power as a stand-up comedian and how maybe i shouldn't always be kicking down on myself yeah and so did you learn to be a bit more like kind of positive about your how you view yourself uh, yeah, I, I, I learned to take better care of myself mentally because yeah. uh, it was a wonderful situation where the director was like, you've been brilliant this week, but also maybe we should get you to see some therapy. And I was like, maybe, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. So, um, yeah. So has, do, do you get people coming up to you in the street who are going like, oh, who've seen you from the program? Yeah. My favorite thing is because the title's called, uh, who are you calling fat? No one wants to offend you. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, you were on that show on B. <laughs> oh, what's it called? Who are you? Who are you calling? Chunky Monkey. Who are you <laughs> Cuddly. Oh. Who are you calling? You, you, you scare my older mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, well, I think that's good to that it's helped you both mentally and also, uh, yeah, I think that's, and it's great to, you know, I, I, it's great to see you on TV as well. Uh, yeah, it was but, a- weird one though because like I, I i i didn't go into the house as a comedian because I, I didn't want to go in the house and sort of make jokes and just be like this is a comedy show yeah and it was one of them like a lot of people like like you've never seen you sort of like it was me with my guard down and not like a comedy facade and that was such a weird way for people to sort of view you when they just know you as the kid with loads of jokes yeah and i think that's also an empowering thing as well to kind of yeah. uh, to lay down the, uh, um, uh, yeah, lay down the kind of comedy facade and just say, look, this is me. And I think you get way more out of that as well. Um, uh, okay, so I think it's uh, time to bring on uh, Ross because uh, before yeah, we started, Ross said he wanted to ask Jed some questions. And uh, to be honest, I could use five minutes off, uh, even though it's an hour. So please welcome onto the screen. He is the, the flashiest man in Yorkshire. It's Ross Briley. Hello. Hi. Hey Ross, how are you doing? 
I'm, I'm, I'm the what? The flashiest man. Yeah, you, like you always look quite like you look. Yeah, we, we've read the news reports. The police have said. <laughs> <laughs> How many well, fans you know. have we got now? <laughs> well, I, I don't get. I'm not allowed out very often at the moment, obviously. So I have to make the most of every moment. <laughs> well, um, you know, like I, uh, I, I mean, currently I'm not. I mean, I'm. I, I mean, look, look at, look at me. I'm not. I've, I've given up. I've, we've, all, <laughs> no. we've all given up, haven't we? So, I think you look nice, Ross. Thanks, mate. Thanks. That's. But yeah. you're, 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 but you're always nice, Matt. So. I just, I just, assume, it, it, I have to take every nice thing you say with a pinch of salt because I'm like, all right, I'm all I, can, nice. I can be mean to you if you want, Ross, you, 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 you dick. Sorry, that was it. <laughs> Matt, I've never seen you look so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh God, sorry, sorry. Oh Ross, no, no I've, I've, the, the mask has slipped. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for a second. Oh no. Um, well, you know, um, uh, well, so uh, Ross, before your question to Jed, we have a question from Millie Armstrong Clark. Hello, Millie. Hope you're doing good. She also has a podcast. Check it out. Um, hi, lads. I would like to know what hair care routine Jed has, please, as his locks are looking lush. X. Okay, Millie. Uh, also, yeah, her podcast is brilliant. I was a guest on it last week, and she is very, very funny. Uh, so I got this new. I've, I've already plugged it at the beginning of the show, but it's a hair mask. Can you? That, yeah, hair food banana. Seven quid, uh, Garnier. Um, it's uh, it's vegan. It's all ninety-eight natural. I just wash it, uh, shampoo, condition it, and then as it's drying, just rub some of that into it, and uh, it's been doing wonders. I'll be honest. Uh, I'm very impressed by it. I think that the best thing as well is you can also you can sing the name of it to Viva Las Vegas, which is <laughs> I quite enjoy. <laughs> food banana. There you go. I like it. Good. That's Brilliant. that's I assume that's why you bought it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I was singing Gwen Stefani going this this shay is bananas. B A N A N. Nice. Well. I think we like we kind of reached the zenith of the podcast, so we can all go home. Well, you already are home. Um, but yeah, Ross, did you have any questions? We can all move to a different room, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I, I worry about questions from Ross, because we've only ever done one thing on stage together. And he's like, I need you to guess, dress up as Game of Thrones. I was like, all right, do we need to go over it? He was like, no, it'll be fine. And then he threw a thousand questions at me. Oh, my God. I, I assumed that, seeing as you look like Sam Tarly, you would have uh, had an intimate knowledge of the entire series, but <laughs> That's apparently how it was. you hadn't even seen it or something. Well, so. like, recently on the Twitch stream, um, people voted to say I looked quite like an Ardman character, and I think if you're following that logic, I know everything about Chicken Run, so you know what I mean? So like, I think that, I think that logic works. A specific Ardman character, or you just look like you're made from plasticine? I think it's the, I think it's the latter. Although I think I did. Someone said I looked like the rat from Flushed Away, and that was a hurtful day. Um, wow. So, yeah. It's, wow. It's, yeah. It's it, and also um, I once um, I I did like a workshop uh, in uh, in school uh, just before um, COVID happened, uh, and uh, it was like uh, it was and one of the kids said I looked like Peter Pettigrew, which uh, is a very rat related comment, and I don't like it. It's not very nice. You you look like who? Sorry. Peter Pettigrew, the uh, the wizard uh, rat boy in uh, in uh, Harry Potter. Hang on, I'm just gonna have a, have to, have a Google. Yeah. I have I've, I've 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 kind of watched some Harry Potter under duress, but obviously now <laughs> now I've got a great. I'm I'm just glad that J.K. Rowling has, has turned into a, a quite a horrible person apparently, because that means I've got a very good excuse for not watching the rest of them. So thanks <laughs> thanks J.K. So look like oh what that. That is that is that is really harsh. 
Yeah, they, they were they harsh kids. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, if anything. <laughs> 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 right, uh, right. You know, I I do think I, I do have a splinter. Uh, is it splinter? Shredder? Shredder? Splinter? Splinter's, Splinter's the rat. Yeah, yeah. Splinter's. Uh, yeah, I think I have a. I think I'm kind of like a wise. You know what I mean? Wise. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's... L- live in the sewer. You know, <laughs> like pizza. Well, you know, yeah. come through, so it balances out. <laughs> All right. Uh, so um, uh, before Jed shoots off, um, by that shoots off, I mean in terms of his video. Ross, did you have any questions for Jed? <laughs> Where's he gonna go? <laughs> yeah, well, you can stay on for the rest of the chat, but uh, just I just thought... watch the. To be honest, I'm just going to chill out and watch the show. It's tough. It's tough, isn't it? Because you know when you do when you do a gig and you're like and you and you're tired and you and you think I I I'd love to stay in chat, but I can't really be bothered. You, you've always got oh well, I've got to nip off because I've got to do. Uh, uh, whereas now it's just I'm I'm just going to switch my computer off, guys. I've had enough of you. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's impossible to make up some sort of. Oh, I'm up early in the morning, so I've got to drive home. It's just I don't want to talk to you right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of there's been a lot of that over Zoom meetings, doesn't there? Just being like I've um I'm bored now, guys. So <laughs> right. have, you, have you got it when when a person like you can I, I I do quite a lot of interviews and stuff like that on Zoom at the moment, and uh, or when you're just doing a general meeting with someone, and it's quite clear the meeting's ended, and they just keep on chatting. It's like oh, time's up, mate. Gotta oh, gotta yeah. It's how how do you close a conversation like that? Do you know what I mean? I mean, the power button. <laughs> I think it's probably the best way now, isn't it? You don't but have that, to close it. That's so passive-aggressive. They're just going, okay, bye, Graham. And then that's it, you know <laughs> what, what I mean? What I do is I give it one of these. What's the... Sorry. Then <laughs> that's it. I'm gone. You go, oh, my, my daughter's come in. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Hang on. No, wait. Hang on. Oh, wait. Hang on. Hang on. If he actually goes, I'm going to be super annoyed, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Guys, I'm gonna have to go. My son needs feeding. Uh, <laughs> I really, I've forgotten. I forgot he needs feeding. So that's, that's my go-to excuse. Yeah, it's. Uh, I like how readily prepared that was. Uh, right. Also, talking about being flashy. Like, look, uh, is that is that a baby in the tux? It is. Yeah, it's baby, that baby, the baby John. It's a, please, please, please respect my my uh, my offspring, my only child. Uh, baby John. I'm gonna man. hold him there. Can that's, he still talk weird. if Josh isn't around? Uh, I think he can. He just chooses not to. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um, well, yeah, uh, Jed, you can stay on the stream if you want. Uh, or, or we, uh, it's, uh, you know what, just stay. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to elect not to talk to you for a bit. Uh, I'm going to chat to him. I never got to talk. And I, I, right. just, I, I just want to, I just want to know if this. If I just I just want a hug, Jed. I just I really I, I get a, I get a Jed Salisbury hug like once every six months at least, and I think that's what's been keeping me going. Yeah. <laughs> no, you just want. Are you still based in Leeds? Yeah. Do you want to come over? Yeah, I'll come over. <laughs> I mean, I'm right here. Like, thanks for the invite. Like, cheers. Oh, you like, can join in, Matt. You can join in. Eyes, eyes. It's hollow. You just want a rat-based friend, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's uh, not a it's not a hug without a plasticine wrap. <laughs> that's 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 what my grandma used to say. Yeah. I'm gonna have that on my tombstone as well. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, um, that, but yeah, you can ask your question if you want. Or is it just? Uh, I don't. That it was. It was. If, 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 honestly, it was. How's your mother? <laughs> she's all right, actually. Yeah, she's yeah. Uh, she's currently dieting, and uh, it's become a new obsession. So. 
She made salmon for tea. It was quite delightful. Nice, mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, because uh, Jed's mother is the uh, the backbone of the whole comedy scene. <laughs> You're feeding them all. Yeah. My mum is crazy at comedy gigs. She once threatened to throw a heckler down the stairs. <laughs> what, really? Yeah, yeah, this girl was heckling. And then the girl had the audacity to go to the bar going, these aren't very good. Bear in mind, she paid no money. And my mum just went, if you want to see really good comedians, how about I throw you down the stairs and you can fuck off. And I was just like, Mum, stop it. You're getting me banned. That's good. I like that, though. Like, uh, yeah. Um, Ross, have you had any parents uh, being aggressive at any of your gigs? Um, what, my own or...? <laughs> Yeah, or just yeah. Other, other people's parents. Yeah, just general. <laughs> just... I don't. I don't think so. My mum, my mum and dad are quite, quite good. They, they would come and support uh, the not so late show in Leeds there when, when um, you know things ex existed. Mm -hmm. uh, and but they would, they would, uh, they would regularly come along uh, and and tell me exactly what they thought of every single other act. Yeah. Uh, go through everything. Oh, yeah, fantastic! They were. I love them. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, well, uh, and you know, you. You guys. <laughs> yeah, right. It's always like that. <laughs> so well, like like, never, you never get it. I'm like, did you enjoy it? What, what about the rest of it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And because uh, um, I do a lot of comparing. And uh, uh, so whenever you compare, a lot of people think that it's not really doing comedy. Cause you, but it's, it's a different skill to, to uh, doing like a 20 minute set. But it's, um, it's more interactive and stuff like that. But my mom's like, oh, you didn't do a real comedy bit, though, did you? The rest of them did it. It was like, oh, shut up. He just did the talking. When the co-op team like, oh, you're, you're just funny enough to do an act. You should be a real comedian. Yeah, 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 that's it. It's like, you, you weren't, you, you're not a real, not, you're not a real comedian, are you? It's like, yes, I am. I think I'm my cool. parents, uh, well, my dad especially did the most dad thing ever. He's only been to a few gigs, but he, he, the last one he came to, afterwards, he was quite drunk, and he went to my mum. I'm really proud of him, but don't let him know. <laughs> Classic. That's it. I mean, that is... I wonder if that's, a, I was going to say that's just a Northern thing, but I, I saw someone tweet the other day saying, you know, that, that um, there would be significantly less comedians if, if dads had just said, well done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think that's the, that's the thing, isn't it? If it's just, I, I remember exactly, yeah, my, my dad saying, you know, uh, I, 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 hope, I, I hope you know how, how much I love you. I, I don't know how to tell you, but <laughs> yeah, like a, I'm like, you could just say it, just try yeah. it, just go for it. I'll tell you what, I'm... Um, my, uh, I think this got my... quite sad now. I'm sorry, guys. This yeah. is not quite. <laughs> I didn't mean to tell you this. That's it. Well, uh, tell you what, I was going to say uh, another sad thing, but we can, we we'll no, can get. No, no, the... let's, let's let's get it down, and then we'll just. This is the 40 minute dip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, well, Great, to be honest, I'd love to be introduced during the 40 minute dip. <laughs> guys, your attention spans are about to run out. Psychology shows that you're getting tired and bored. Please welcome to the show, <laughs> Baby Joan. Hello. Uh, uh, but yeah. Um, uh, yeah, well, uh, well, we'll we'll kind of we'll avoid uh, we'll we'll pick it back. We'll we'll get the energy back. Come on, guys. Uh, but um, so Ross, uh, let's since you're here, uh, welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Um, yeah. So what happened there is that the the screen's still locked on me, but it's not showing your it's wonderful dance showing. moves. There we not go. Showing. There we go. Look. Yeah. There we go. Are we all doing this now? I'm getting the energy going. Yeah. There we go. I'm a very. I use my hands quite a lot. Uh, I'm not sure. uh, but um, yeah, yeah, so, I mean that's what that's what that's what they're there for, mate. <laughs> <laughs> just oh, opening doors just, like this. Just picking things up. <laughs> it's remarkable. So, uh, Ross, uh, uh, firstly, how are you doing today? Are you okay? 
<laughs> I just had to go very formal there for a second. Yeah, I feel like that should have been the, the first thing you, you said to me, but it's, you know, I did come in during the lull, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. Yeah, I'm all right. G- given that um, I've, um, given I now essentially spend uh, 30 to 40 hours a week in this spare bedroom with a dismantled bed behind me, uh, I'm doing all right. Are you, uh, did you, how did you cope with lockdown as well? Were you were kind of like a fish into water or was it like, oh, I need to go outside? Uh, my coping mechanisms were I walked around. I've got really into birds. Oh, okay. As oh, in like the nature animals, not just like, a, ooh, ooh, yeah. Yeah, not like a, not like a leery northern. Yes, yeah. I was going to say a leery northern gentleman, but that's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. It's oxymoron. I say, those yeah. women are attractive. <laughs> oh, what lovely birds! <laughs> um, yeah, because there's um, there's a there's a uh, wood slash little nature reserve thing near my house, and it's um, uh, oh, we've seen all sorts. We've seen got there was a little little baby goldfinch who lived in the tree at the bottom of the, the thing. I think he he got me through at least three weeks just just going out and seeing him. Oh, that mm. was there's 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 a cherry tree in the uh, the, the house next door, and um, there's it, just watching pigeons whose body shape are way too big to rest on the end of a cherry tree and eat cherries try and do that um mm-hmm. just i'm just getting into i've just got i've, got, I've just got into really basic boring stuff <laughs> <laughs> well you know what fair enough uh, and i think uh, lockdown's kind of the time to do it as well but uh, before lockdown you were a very uh, very busy man, and um, you you started the, the not so late show, which is a, a brilliant show. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Actually, to be fair, that's what I did mainly at the start of lockdown. Is I threw myself um, yeah. face first into. I lost all my work overnight and thought, you know what, I need to do. I will create another full time job out of nothing, <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, basically write, host, produce. Um, my own tv show from my dining room which for about five or six weeks was genuinely amazing i loved it i absolutely loved it and then i hated it <laughs> oh mate well I, I gotta say you probably have some like really like like with lockdown the the first couple of weeks like the quality was really patchy people were still getting used to it and uh but I gotta say, the not so light show was like so well done. It looked really flashy. It was really tight, and it was like ten minutes, and it was super funny as well. So yeah, like it was. It looked like a. It looked like a lot of hard work went into it. A lot of effort was there. Yeah, thanks, mate. It's um. It turns out that if you if you spend forty hours trying to create, <laughs> trying to create ten minutes of content, yeah, it looks well, looks good. But like, I think that's true of old uh, comedy though, because we spend like hours upon hours of. Uh, just honing trying to write like one hour for a fringe every year and it takes us like six months or more to do it as well so yeah um uh, yeah it's it's very it's a a lot of people just assume youtube videos just plop out that way but it yeah they it looks it looks like really awesome as well so what made what was the transitioning point which were you like you know what i'm not enjoying this anymore what's the creative flow like uh my creative flow is very i'm um it's it's all or nothing i'm in or out i can't I can't, I can't find that middle ground. That's just not, I can't do it. So I'm either, it's either full pelt as, as, you know, no easy route. Let's do this as good as we can or mm-hmm. I'm out. So that's, that's, yeah. that's the problem. It's so, so it was great for about, and, and um, Josh, my former co-host, 
uh, mm -hmm. of the show uh, has taken a backseat and he was doing lots of little editing tricks in, back, uh, behind the scenes and stuff. So, and I was getting some, the, the best thing about it was because all comedians were essentially um, out of work and stuck at home instantly. Yeah. People uh, who I normally couldn't get on the show were just like, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why, absolutely. Why wouldn't I do that? Because I've got literally nothing else to do. Yeah, and I, I found that really nice as well because, uh, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it's, there's a sense of community in the lack of community as well, which I think has worked out quite nicely as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's nice that people are giving time to each other. And that, yeah, thank you both for coming on to this as well. Uh, obviously, I'm quite, quite famous, so you, know, like you guys are pretty lucky to be around me, I guess. Well, this, I mean, like I said, my, my girlfriend's a big Harry Potter fan and she really <laughs> <turned> it down. <laughs> you had me when you went, Ross Briley's also doing it. So. <laughs> Same thing with Jed. I mean, any, I would literally, I, I, I will go on a, uh, an overnight cruise to Amsterdam if Jed's on it. <laughs> well, that's my next podcast and you're both welcome back. So, uh, um, but yeah, uh, in terms of um, the Not So Late show as well, like uh, um, it's a, uh, well, how did it like start and uh, what was the kind of the craziest heights of it as well? Because it, it looks quite anarchic, right? Well, I'll tell you where it started. Where did it start, Jed? Scunthorpe, I believe. No, it was the whole comedy festival. I set you up, mate. <laughs> set you oh, up for that. Was, it not, was that the first one? I, the I, first I... one was a union mashup for the whole comedy festival, 2014. How awesome was it? It was, you know what, the thing is, I love the Not So Late show because it's, honestly, it's, somewhat, it's like someone's written comedy out of my dream journal or, or here's all the things Jed finds funny and someone's just created a show for it. I think yeah. Scunthorpe was the, the first time I did the Super, the Super Mario. Yeah, that's why I thought of it because that went on to the Not So Late show, but that was because there was an audience there and you were doing Super Mario jokes and just me laughing. No one got him at all. Apart this from is you. good enough. I will continue to push this. You know what? Like, I think that's the mark. That this, like, especially when you're starting out, um, like, there's two different kind of laughs. There's laughs for audience members, but then you do jokes which only make comedians laugh as well. And that's a, that's and there's for different reasons. It could be because you're dying awfully, or it could be just like you know those small things which comedians only laugh at as well. I think that's great. Yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it, that you kind of, that you, you remember those ones, but it's the, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to keep that in for me and the other comedians and people in the audience are like, please don't, please <laughs> drop it. Have you seen me perform? Because that's pretty much uh, my, my style, really. It's exclusively people, uh, alienating people, really. I like the, ra the ratios are. that one again, even though I've done it like six weeks on the bounce. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, that's a, oh, well, maybe, maybe I'll take that one out for the next gig three years later. <laughs> Um, but also we talked to Jed about Bradford and his experiences in Bradford. Have you ever done a gig in Bradford, Ross? Yeah, I've done a few gigs in Bradford, yeah. Um, there, was a, there was a gig, uh, what was it? There was a, it was a bistro near the train station, which sounds awful. That, I mean, <laughs> this yeah. is the other thing. This is the one thing, this is the, the main... I don't know about, are you missing... How much are you missing live comedy? Like, on a, on a, on a sort of things you're missing versus... At least I don't have to drive everywhere, kind of. Well, on the, yeah, I've been really debating this this week. But, uh, well, I want to say I, I want there to be a live comedy scene, for sure. Uh, but I've actually really, in, I've really took to doing, like, live streams and, uh, and doing, like, live podcasts and stuff like that. And being able to be instantly home afterwards is so much easier. Instead of, like, a three-hour drive uh, and not being paid that much. Uh, I think it's, it, it's taken out a lot of the 
annoying things about it, but I'm also kind of missing the community aspect. How about you, Jed? Do you agree? I am yearning for the bit where I'm at the venue when I'm on stage and yeah. everything else I have no care for. In the world. I've not thought about it. Like, I'm glamorizing it in my head. Yeah. Like every time I think about stand-up, I, it, I think about people laughing and me saying something and feeling really cool. I'm not thinking of the diversions or the mistrains or the, the, the falling up promoters for money or anything like that. It is. I mean, this is the thing. I cut to the point where I'm like, I love comedy, but when you stop doing it, you're like, most of it. Like, what were we? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, some of it. Just, just the thing of just being like, just like, my, 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 having a sleep pattern. Yeah. You remember having a sleep? I, that suddenly I'm like, hey, maybe I'll maybe I'll go to bed at roughly the same time every night now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, remarkable. It's... Yeah, it's, you know, what, I, I, but also I find in lockdown, because there's not, I've been furloughed, so I didn't really have anything to do. Uh, I have found things to do, but uh, the lack of, uh, I, I had to really enforce a routine, otherwise I get nothing done, if you know what I mean. So I have to, so I've been kind of being a bit more tight on my bedtime and stuff like that, because I am uh, a 40 year old man, essentially. So. Well, yeah, but that's, that's what I've got. I quite like those, those bits that have come out in me that I'm like, yeah. it's like, you know what, maybe I'll, um, one of the satisfying bits of lockdown was me and my partner rearranging the kitchen, everything in the kitchen cupboards and categorizing them and getting them so that we could use the kitchen better. I, I, you know, all that boring stuff that I've avoided for years, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Maybe the, maybe I should vaguely organize my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Like just having, like any continuity, it's, it's quite guys, good. Yeah. You guys are part-timers because I can text people at 6 a.m. and they can't work out if I've just woke up or if I haven't been to bed yet. So, Jed, are you still are you, are you keeping your circadian rhythm confused? Is that what you're... Oh, yeah. My, 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 my body has no idea what it's doing or where it's <laughs> yeah, Honestly, every day is a surprise to it. Oh. Um, well, um... Uh, Ross, is that okay if I ask you a couple of questions? And Jed, if, uh, if I haven't asked them to you already, you can also uh, give your questions as well. Right. What, uh, if, what happens if I say no? no well, I'll just, uh, I'll just talk at you for the next like, <laughs> 10 <laughs> okay, minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just, just awkward. Um, okay, uh, well, I'd like to hear your, um, your, your pick for the corona question. If you had to live with three other comedians during lockdown, famous or not, dead or alive, which three would you pick? Uh, present company excluded, obviously. Yes, absolutely. Um, uh, which three comedians? Vic and Bob. Oh, that's strong. I like Vic that. and Bob straight off the bat. Um, I, I just again, I think I think Vic and Bob would also be down for like the dull stuff that make that entry interesting as well. Yeah, I, I reckon they'd be. I reckon, I reckon Vic would be well into like bird watching. I reckon me and Vic could definitely go bird watching. I think he's really into like painting and art and stuff like that. So I think it'd be yeah. quite like, very relaxed as well. It'd be very good for, you know, like, yeah, like you'd be like, oh, I'm getting a bit anxious about this. And they'd be like, let's go and, let's go and paint a, what, <laughs> paint something. I, bet, I was, was going to say something surreal. And then I thought there's nothing I can say that is anywhere near as surreal as things that Vic Rees will just push yeah. out of his backside. Um, Vic, Bob, and, ooh. Oh, that's 
Maria Bamford. <laughs> oh, okay. was, was it Maria Bamford just because it was the first, you were doing the M syllable and you just led into it? Because it was perfectly... Oh, it did work, didn't it? Yeah, it's a real run-up, yeah. yeah. I, I just reckon Maria Bamford's going to be... Because uh, uh, her, her whole uh, uh, comedy is about kind of uh, mental health and anxiety and, 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 and those yeah. kind of things. And I think... I think the people you want to be in in a crisis like this are the people that are like, mate, every day is a crisis for me. I've got this. And you're like, all right. <laughs> yeah. But there is a strength, there's a strength um, in that kind of people who have uh, dealt with that kind of thing before. So, yeah, I absolutely get that. And that's a great, great answers from both you, you two as well. Um, okay. I'd like to ask you both, what, which is your favorite van? Van Morrison, Van Halen, Van Helsing, or a white van man? Discuss. I thought Jed was going to speak and then I just left it and then um... it, was a very, it was a very pregnant pause there and I was like <laughs> was, was there an issue with Zoom there because I wasn't sure about that I'm going to go for a white van man is my favourite oh very interesting uh, can you elaborate on your answer please no okay fair enough <laughs> I just feel like I feel I, there's something there's something archaic in me or like anarchistic where I kind of like that type of thing like there, there's just like I like getting mad about him. <laughs> like that, that's what I like about him. Like, yeah. like when I used to work in retail and stuff, and white men, van men come in, I just be like, "You're everything I hate, but also have a nice day." <laughs> like that is. Yeah. It's yeah, really quite liberating, isn't it? This is, yeah. I I often wish that I didn't care about anyone else either. <laughs> like <laughs> part of me is like, God, it must be so liberating to be one of those people who's like. I just don't give a toss about yeah. anyone else around me. I mean, I'd hate to be that person, but at the same time... The, <laughs> but you, the, would, the, you wouldn't know you would hate yourself, though, do you know what I mean? You, oh. There's a layer of ignorance there. You wouldn't hate yourself if you were saying you'd hate foreigners. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's fair, yeah. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? So then you'd be like, well, it's, it's directed, yeah. directed outward. That's, that's worse. No, I'm all right. No, actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, um, but, but uh, the, I, I'm going to go with the song Camper Van Beethoven. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which, who is, which is by... I can't believe oh. you went off menu for that. I wow. know. Oh, oh. Sorry, mate. No, it's all right. Uh, you know what? Fair play. And, um, okay, uh, I'm going to ask this out as a general question, but what's the worst piece of advice you have ever heard or, or received or given about comedy, about stand-up comedy? Because I think sometimes you see open mic acts and they give out some really weird stuff. But what's the worst piece of advice you've heard given about comedy? I think I think it was uh, you should go on Matt Hoss's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, to be fair, Ross, when I said it, it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, well, if you will, I will. So. Yeah. Well, what a horrible realization to find out on this uh, podcast. Wow, what heartbroken guys. <laughs> Sorry, it feels really bad. Again, you, Matt's like the nicest man in comedy, so it's like <laughs> I'm having to rein rein in the uh, the Mickey taking because I'm like he's just I just want to oh! <laughs> squeeze his little face. I, I don't know advice, but I do know the worst thing I hear hearing from any act uh, with less than like a hundred gigs, yeah. and it could just be like oh, I want to be like Frankie Boyle, and you're like. This is going to end badly for yeah. everyone. Please don't. <laughs> um, uh, also, we have a couple of comments from Rachel Brock. She said, watch out for great tits. Hashtag Leary comment. And Joseph says, what about Van Damme Gentleman? I, uh, uh, I, uh, what, uh, thoughts? 
I think I, I think that's a what that's what about. But I, I see. I, I thought that the, the the comment before that was basically her telling you, "Watch out, like don't be leery," and then you no. read it out. <laughs> so. No, no. I think it was a comment. Uh, we're talking about birds. And goes, birds. Watch out for great tits. That's yeah. a leery comment. Uh, I think well, that's what I thought. Was. That was a warning. I thought it was like, "Well, <laughs> rein it in a bit, lads." And you're like, "Hey, I'll just read this out. It'll be fine." I've <laughs> on the podcast. You don't want that. Oh God! I'm so. Oh, have, have I ruined everything? I'm really sorry, everyone. Uh, um. Um, okay. Um, well, we should probably wrap up relatively soon. But uh, Wait, I want to um, hear the advice you guys have got. <laughs> <This> is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, have you done the whole comedy festival? No, it was. Um, <laughs> I don't have think you done the whole comedy festival. <laughs> I. Um, I don't think I've had that much bad advice. I wish people would give more bad advice in a way in comedy. Mm. I wish people would give more advice in general because the thing I hate the most about comedy is when you come off and they're like hey mate great set and you're like it wasn't and we know it wasn't like, like please give me something constructive or say hey you know what maybe here's a here's something you can think about but people going no i loved it loved everything about it that's um, that's why i like developing comedy friends because you get off stage and they go that was a bit shit and you're like finally <laughs> like this is an honest thing yeah well, you know you know what jed that new stuff just now just kill it save yourself like three months of honing it it's dead in the water that's what I, that's the kind of thing i want for when i get but off stage the thing is if i heard that though i go well it's still got another eight gigs in it so uh you know <laughs> so, but um yeah i uh i yeah i think uh okay i think uh I, I i hear quite a lot of bad advice i think but um but less so now but when you did open mic stuff there used to be like some abysmal stuff you know what i mean just like yeah a lot of the frankie boyle stuff as well like uh but anyway, I, 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 actually, I was gonna say, in, in hindsight, the worst advice I got was you should uh, do uh, your first ever Edinburgh at the Pleasance uh, because whilst it was wonderful and fantastic, um, I, uh, that right now in lockdown, that six grand would come in a really handy. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, talking about uh, money and donation, um, why don't you uh, li- uh, watch us, uh, if you're watching this right now, uh, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. The time has flown by. But if you like what we do, why don't you give us a, a donation as well? Because this is completely free. Uh, if you can't afford it to donate, that's absolutely okay. But if you do enjoy it, uh, please give some money towards the Bradford Fringe Festival. Uh, that comes back to us. If you leave a comment saying Hoss on that Hoss on it, it, that money will come to me and the artists as well uh, and the festival. And uh, so that will uh, it'll absolutely help us if you have any spare cash. If you don't like what you've seen today, um, give us like 20 quid. Then we'll never see, we'll part ways and we'll never see each other again. Um, Matt, what, what's the, um, what's the most, what, what's the amount of money that someone would have to donate to you for, for all three of us to never do anything comedic mm, again? I think, I think it's lower than you think it might be to be honest. And <laughs> uh, um, I think I think roughly about I would say a hundred quid uh, is the lowest I'll go. Um, but a hundred quid and you'd give up forever. Uh, it's it's not the worst payment I've ever had. Um, but <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, I'll, I'll take it um, at this point. Um, but yeah, if if you want to do that, that'd be great. But Jed and Ross, can you plug yourselves? Uh, Jed, where can people find you online? Uh, just just type in Jed Salisbury and something will appear. Uh, <laughs> probably make give it a like. Uh, and don't believe everything you read on the internet. <laughs> and Ross, any parting uh, comments and plugs? I just love the idea of that. Where can I find you? Uh, 
Google it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I try. I'm trying to do like a professional ending, and you no, go no, like, no, no, I'm gonna be doing a funny comment. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. But uh, it, uh, where can you find me? At it's Ross Briley or at the NSL show. But if I'm honest, like I said, I was online so much for the first sort of eight to ten weeks of lockdown that I've really. I, you're not going to get a lot from me over the next <laughs> next couple of weeks, but that's fine because once I'm, you know, like I said, I'll be, be when I'm back, I'm back. But for now, um, just you, you know what? I just, I, can't, I can't be bothered. Yeah. I can't wait for the random three AM status update from Ross Briley. Yeah. I'm back. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm back. I've stopped. I've I've stopped doom scrolling, and I'm going to jump in, guys. Well, we're all looking forward to that as well. Uh, but, uh, but you can also follow me at Matt Hoss Comedy uh, on Twitter and Facebook. And why don't you check out my other podcast called Castle? It's brand new and we've got great guests. It's where my guests pitch their dream music festival. So you can check that out as well. Oh, we should probably shoot off. Uh, thank you very much for joining me at Matt Hoss to talk to people who like. Please give a massive thank you to Jed Salisbury and Mr. Ross Briley. Thank you for giving me the pause, otherwise it's silence. Uh, I've been Matt Hoss, and I hope you have a lovely uh, evening. Take care. We'll see you in the future. Bye, everyone. Bye.